The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. With us today on Top of the Stretch, the publicity director of the Little Brown Jug, Jay Wolf. And Jay, welcome to today's podcast. Thanks for having me, Roger. We're down to the nitty-gritty. This is it, your final top ten. But there's some other uh, information that uh, we want to pass along to the folks. Uh, I saw on the USTA website from Joe Holloway, the trainer, your number one pick, Perfect Sting, is coming to Delaware, Ohio, for the Little Brown Jug. It's, it's always it's always great to see that news, Roger. Uh, yes, the number one horse that I had ranked for for almost all of the six weeks, uh, Perfect Sting, uh, has announced that uh, he will be coming to Delaware and will be driven by David Miller, who will be looking for his record-breaking sixth Little Brown Jug title. So exciting news up here in Delaware. Uh, We talked at one time about the North American Cup changing the dates, and you said it could be to the advantage of the Little Brown Jug. I remember you saying that, and I, I just couldn't get that reasoning, but you were pretty adamant about it, that you thought it would be uh, beneficial to the Jug. And in Joe Holloway's statement to the uh, uh, Gordon Waterstone, I believe he pointed out that the jug really wasn't on his itinerary early on until they switched the North American Cup to just last week. And that went to plan B, and plan B was the racing in the little brown jug. So uh, you were right in that uh, estimation earlier this season. Well, well, I got, I may have had that correct. Uh, one thing that I think will still affect us, though, Roger, is some of the travel restrictions from from our friends from up north. Uh, still very difficult to get across the border. So, you know, while we while we get good news with Perfect Sting, I think the travel restrictions are going to be a little bit of a detriment to us, though. Will that ha- have any effect though on the horses? Probably not the horses, but. You know, anytime you know there there is some entourage, if you will, with all the horses, whether they're owners, trainers, you know, secondary trainers, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it it's just one more headache, and I think at times, uh, you know, some of the folks probably might not think it's worth it to come, th- you know, go through all the rigmarole, if you mm-hmm. will. But uh, yeah, we're we're very excited to have Perfect Sting. Perfect Sting was a perfect. Well, I shouldn't say perfect. He was undefeated at two. Uh, what I mean by not perfect is he did win uh, the Breeders' Crown Final in a dead heat. So uh, he went undefeated, if you will, in, t- in last year. And this year he has a case of second-itis. I mean, he was second in the Cane. He was second in the Hemp. He was second in the North America Cup. He was second in the Messenger Pace. So I think Joe Holloway understands that, uh, you know, if he wants divisional titles, he'll, want, he'll, need to, he'll need a marquee win, and he's looking at Delaware for that marquee win. And one of those uh, marquee wins, so to speak, was placed the winner in the uh, Adios Pace. Uh, he didn't win it. It got beat in the stretch, but uh, due to interference, got placed up as the winner. So uh, he, Joe did point out he, he's looking for the title as the top uh, three-year-old and got to win a, a biggie to do it. And, the Little Brown Jug is a biggie in the Sony schedule. We also uh, have word that uh, American Courage has supplemented to the jug. 
That is correct. American Courage, uh, who by winning the messenger stakes earlier in the year, uh, is now eligible for the Little Brown Jug with a $45,000 supplemental payment. Uh, that money was wired to Delaware yesterday, so uh, we're, we'll have uh, American Courage, the messenger stakes winner at the Little Brown Jug as well. Well, we've talked about uh, Perfect Singh being number one in your poll, and I'm sure he's at that spot uh, again this week. Who's number two? Number two, I elevated Which Way to the Beach. Uh, Which Way to the Beach is uh, owned by Alan Johnson and John Craig of New York and Ontario. Brett Pelling is the trainer for the son of Some Beach Somewhere. Uh, Brett Pelling has had three jug champions as a trainer, but uh, Which Way to the Beach was a very solid third in the the, uh, North America Cup final. last weekend and he was he came home in 29 and one individually timed in 49 and four a huge headwind up at uh mohawk that night so uh, a good effort by which way to the beach number three on your top ten number three i i moved in uh desperate man desperate man is not eligible for the little brown jug until its win in the north america cup final so I put Desperate Man in as number three. Now, remember, I always remind folks that I am ranking the top ten horses that are now eligible for the race. Uh, we are hearing through social media that uh, Desperate Man may stay in Ontario for the Some Beach Somewhere stakes, which is the Saturday following the jug. I believe that would be the 25th. So we're not sure we'll see Desperate Man or not, but uh, in the final pool I had him at number three. I uh, spoke with Trevor Henry, the driver of Desperate Man, uh, a couple days ago, and I said, any chance that they'll supplement to the jug? And he says, I haven't heard any talk about that. So uh, okay. I I think your social media and everything about him staying in Canada is probably true. Number four on your top ten. Lose Perlman. Lose Perlman is the fastest of the jug eligibles this year by its 147 and 4 mile owned by Burke Racing, Weaver Buscemi, Novak and Taylor, Ron Burke trains, Yannick Gingra has been the regular pilot. This one is took last week off after the Pennsylvania Sire Stakes final, but I have Lou Perlman at number 4. And I uh, spoke to some of the connections with Lou's Perlman, and they're high on this one, and they feel that they've got a real good chance to win the Little Brown Jug. So I'm pretty sure he's going to be here if everything goes as planned. Number five in your top ten is? I'll drink to that. Uh, Number five, I moved up from number ten last week. I'll drink to that. I'll drink to that. Uh, Trained by Chris Ryder was perfectly driven by David Miller in the New York Sire Stakes final, uh, won that $200,000 race. So I moved up. I'll drink to that to number five. And Chris uh, Ryder has supported uh, Delaware, of course, last year. He had that top three-year-old filly in the the sport and was here. So hopefully we'll see Chris Ryder, and I'll drink to that. With a name like that, uh, boy, I'd like to drink to that on Judd Day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One of the co-owners is Bob Mandilla, who is a resident of Delaware County, so uh, hopefully we can get one for the home team that day, too, as well. Okay. Number six. Town Gossip, who was second to I'll Drink to That in the New York Sire Stakes final, 
uh, is trained by Jennifer Bongiorno and dr driven by Joe Bongiorno. So the, the brother-sister team of the Bongiornos will hopefully come to Delaware and look to give uh, Joe, the driver, back-to-back -back jug wins. You know, uh, in past years, the New York Sire Stake finals have kind of hampered uh, horses coming to the jug, but that's not the case this year. Uh, uh, the schedule fit uh, more into their schedule if they want to show up, so hopefully we can get some of those New York eligibles. Uh, next Absolutely. up on your list? Number seven, I have Rocky Road Hanover. Rocky Road Hanover was fifth in the North America Cup final, uh, trained by Tony Alanya and regular pilot is Dexter Dunn, one of the hottest drivers in North America. Followed in number the eight spot is who? Number eight, I have American Courage, which now we know has been supplemented to the jug for $45,000, owned by the Fiddler's Creek Stable of Michigan, trained by Travis Alexander. Travis is a two-time jugette champion, so he knows how to get a horse ready for two heats. And they've... Uh been supportive of races at Delaware and also here in the state of Ohio because Fiddler's Creek had a few spots uh, in that next generation earlier this season at Scioto. So Travis Alexander, hope to see him here in Delaware. Number nine in your top ten is? A Buck -a bet Hanover. A Buck -a bet Hanover was sixth in the North America Cup final, had the outside post number eight, was ninth at the quarter pole, so it's awfully hard to make up time. Uh, paced his last quarter in 27 seconds into a strong headwind and, and did make up some ground, but uh, was beaten by just four and a half lengths. So I have a buck -a bet handover with t trainer Tony Alanya in my ninth spot. And number 10, rounding out your top 10. Rounding out my top 10 is Southwind Gendry, uh, another Burke uh, racing stable entry. Uh, this one I think Ron's going to have to do a little work with. Uh, Hasn't really been racing that well as of late, but uh, anytime you give Ron Burke two weeks or ten days to get something fi figured out, he usually does. So uh, looking forward for a bounce back from Southwind Gendry. And I've always liked uh, the statement by Ron Burke. Uh, he's not afraid of two heats. He says it's all in the way you train them leading up to it. So uh, they may have been a little disappointed in the North American Cup, but uh, with that rest uh, – he could be a factor if he's here at Delaware. So, Jay, that's Never count head. out a Ron Burke trainee. <laughs> oh, you're right. Or Tony Alanya <laughs> as well. Uh, exactly. Is there somebody that you were flirting with putting in your top ten that uh, just came up a little short? Was there a number of... Oh, there's, oh there's always... I actually look at... I look at about 30 horses every week, Roger, and... Uh, I have a spreadsheet that I can tell you what they did in their last start. So I, I was pretty confident in the top 10. Now, when you move people around a little bit, you know, I hate moving people. I hate moving people down for little to no reason or moving them up for, you know, one performance. So, you know, I try to look at the, I try to look at the summer as a whole, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, this year I've been really impressed with uh, a couple of horses seem to be coming in perfect form right now. Uh, it's a very unique year, as you know, Roger, with, with the COVID and the New York Sire Stakes normally has seven legs. This year they only had five. And so, uh, you know, a lot of the major prep or some of the prep races coming into Delaware, you know, were all turned on, on end because 
you know, with the North America Cup being moved and everything. So it's it's a very unique year. Uh, you know, as you know, Roger, we'll do a we'll put on a great show for whoever enters. Uh, just a reminder for those who might be listening that entries will be accepted for the Little Brown Jug starting or will close on Monday at 10 a.m. Um, so you know, we're looking for we're looking for a great field, um, looking for a lot of great action. Uh, as you know, the jug is obviously the, the the top race of the day, but the jug day undercard is going to be fabulous as well, Roger. Yep. Well, we're looking forward to it, and uh, everything gets underway Sunday at uh, 1 o'clock. Monday post time at Delaware is at 3 in the afternoon. Tuesday back at 1 o'clock. Wednesday and Thursday, jug at day on Wednesday, the Little Brown jug on Thursday, post time at 12 noon. So, Jay, we'll see you in a couple days, and it's going to be a great week, and it looks like the weather's going to be pretty good towards as well. Well, I never I never get too excited about the seven day or ten day forecast here in Central Ohio. You know it changes it changes by the day, but uh, so far so good, and look forward to having a bunch of folks join us this year for the 76th edition of the Little Brown Jug. Thank you ever so much, Jay, and uh, we'll see you in a couple days. Appreciate it, Roger. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association.